Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by the first ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Hello, friends. Jack, Flight School O'Brien here. Uh, also known as Jack, still can touch Ned if I get a running start and haven't eaten heavy breakfast. O'Brien, uh, both nicknames that I go by. Inviting you to check out Miles and Jack got mad boosties for a weekly basketball conversation with me and my co-host from the Daily Zeitgeist, Miles Gray. We are joined by comedians, writers, podcasters, and fellow NBA fans as we discuss the latest news and events from around the league. Check it out, Miles and Jack. Got mad boosties. Brought to you by the first ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Introducing the Lisa Chill Collection, your answer to hot nights. These mattresses beat the heat with ultra cool covers, whisking away heat for the perfect sleep temperature. Save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows when you shop now. iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. This is Saturday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on VSIN, the sports betting network. All right, back here on the Circa College Hoops Challenge. It's a Friday night from the uh, VSIN studio, Circa Sportsbook, downtown Las Vegas. And Paul Stone, we're hoping he can uh, pick up the phone. Paul has been uh, confirmed as our guest to lead off this hour, but I know he's not a late guy, not late night guy. Maybe he fell asleep on the couch. We're trying to connect with uh, Paul Stone to talk about his uh, five plays in this contest. For those who don't know, the Circa College Hoops Challenge, we created this on the coattails of the success of the uh, Circa Friday Football Invitational. That was won by Chris the Bear Felica, and uh, he won $15,000. Derek Stevens put up $25,000 in prize money uh, for that contest. After we wrapped that up, week 18 of the NFL season, the last game of that contest was Georgia's blowout of TCU in the college football national championship game. We started this a few weeks ago. This is week four. We have eight handicappers officially competing for the top prize. It's a uh, prize package put together by Derek. It uh, involves Stadium Swim, a VIP booth here at the uh, Circus Sportsbook, and uh, it's not so much for the money. This is for the money and the prizes and the trophy. This is for the spirit of competition Mm -hmm. and creating good content on the show on uh, Friday nights because, Wes Reynolds, you're back with me here for – 
uh, tip off this hour. I didn't want to leave as I'm sweating out this uh, Fresno State plus 10 at Nevada right now. Yeah, it's coming down the stretch here. You're in decent shape, but I don't want to jinx you, so let's not talk about it right now. Well, we'll I'll let you watch it when we talk about this. I get asked by so many people toward the end of the football season, you know, what do you have in college hoops on Saturday? Because most people don't really d- jump into college hoops and get deep into it until football season's mm-hmm. over. Guys like you and I have been handicapping college basketball every night since uh, early November. I wanted to get as many plays from sharp college hoops handicappers on this show as possible. So you get 50, some are going to be uh, repeat plays, some are going to be opposite, but you're going to get 50 best bets on this show for the college hoops card on Saturdays. And Wes, it is a deep card. Saturdays have about 150 games on it. Yeah, it's... and. Uh, it's insane. When you look at the betting rotation, it's kind of hard to find some of these games. That's why I like to give the rotation numbers for as many games as possible. It's hard to find some of these games on the rotation. Well, so nowadays, much too, we have every single game on the board. You have yeah. the extra games. Now, usually those aren't put out right away. Most books won't put those up till Saturday morning. But that's the uh, basis for the Circuit College Hoops Challenge. Uh, we went over Wes Reynolds' top five plays. The other competitors in this contest Rex Byers, VSIN analyst Will Hill, VSIN's Aaron Moore, Tim Murray, Greg Hoops Peterson, Jim Root, professional handicapper out of uh, Chicago, and Paul Stone out of Texas. Now, Danielle Alvaria, VSIN, and myself also competing, uh, but we are not official contestants. I'm running the contest, so I can't compete for prizes. And Danielle told me she wanted to be in, but she didn't tell me until after we announced the field. So she's competing uh, for fun. She's going to join me. Uh, later in this uh, hour. Yeah, she's uh, up in Spokane, by the way, this weekend to take in the double dip men's and women's tomorrow. BYU at Gonzaga. Women's game early, men's game late. Courtney Vandersloot getting her jersey retired. Danielle's fired up for women's basketball season. And you are too. I am. I am when Indiana is winning, man. Indiana doesn't win very much in anything, but the hardwood has been good this year. Uh, the, there's some irony in that, and you and I are going to talk about that when we have a a daily show that's going to be announced here some coming up sometime soon in the next few weeks. We'll have a chance to uh, talk a little bit about women's hoops when we get towards March Madness. Uh, let's talk Super Bowl props right now. Paul Stone's going to join us. We've got some phone issues. He's going to join us in about 10 minutes. Uh, Wes, these are some of the props I played in the Super Bowl. I have a list of 17 so far, uh, and I'll bet some more before the game on Sunday. I've got a list of 14 of them here. I'll go through quickly on the show. Will the game be tied after 0-0? Yes, minus 110. And this is a simple prop. But when you have a tight line like one and a half here, I don't think either team's going to run away and hide. You've got two quarterbacks who can trade shots. You get a decent chance, a better chance than usual of having a 3-3-7-7-10-10 type of game. Uh, This is one of those uh, props I look at every year. I don't bet it every year, but I did bet it this year, Wes. I think this is going to be a back-and-forth tight game the whole way. Yeah, I don't, I don't disagree with that. So I did see that you put that out earlier this week. Also, no score in the first six minutes at minus 125. And this is one where you got to shop around. You might want to play under five and a half minutes. Uh, the prices are going to vary at different sports books. Mike Palm talked about this. Yes. 15 straight Super Bowls without a touchdown on the opening drive. This prop has hit. It's been a winner in nine of the last 12 years. I bet this prop almost every year. I do, too. I haven't done it yet. I still may end up doing it because I got a little worried. I was like, I saw that little move to the over this week, up to 51 that Derek was talking about at the top of the show. 
got a little scared off by it, but I may end up adding this because I do play this pretty much every year, either the no score in the 630, because usually you can get plus money on that. If it's 530, you're probably going to have to lay a little bit of a price. Patrick Mahomes rushing yards. Westgate Superbook opened this at 10 and a half. Mm-hmm. The number is up to 19 and a half or 20 at the Westgate. You can still play over 16 and a half at some spots. Wes, I think after two weeks to heal that uh, supposed high ankle sprain, which I don't think was a true high ankle sprain, mm-hmm. you're not running around. If you have a true high ankle sprain, you're not running around on it three days later. Right. Uh, but Mahomes did have an ankle sprain. He came back. He played well against the Bengals. I think he's going to be moving around much better in this game. The Philadelphia defensive front leads the NFL in sacks, 70 in the regular season, 78 if you include the two playoff games. They're going to put pressure on Mahomes. He's going to have to get outside the pocket and make plays. I like his rushing total over, and I think the Westgate opened this number so low because of his ankle injury and thinking that, well, maybe he's still going to be hobbled. Yeah, now now one thing we can both middle because I actually have an under on a Mahomes rushing prop and not on yards. I have under longest rush at 10 and a half yards. Wow. So I think Philadelphia plays zone here. So it's not like they turn their back when they're playing man to man. And that's when you want to run as a quarterback. Mm-hmm. So I think we can hit both of them. Uh, oh, 10 sure. and a half I thought was a Definitely bit high. Definitely can hit both. I think he's going to be on the run more than a few times in this game. That Philadelphia defensive front puts a lot of pressure on quarterbacks. Uh, Mahomes' first pass to be incomplete, plus 175. I think a lot of times when you have a young quarterback making maybe making his first Super Bowl appearance, you want to give him that easy screen pass to a running back or wide receiver to get a completion, get him settled in. You don't have to worry about that with Mahomes. He's been in the Super Bowl before. He's been here and done that. Uh, I don't think he's going to open the game with a screen pass. I just took a shot at the plus price, a plus 175. That's not one of my favorite props, but I did play it. Mahomes to score a rushing touchdown. How about this? At Bet Rivers, plus 420. Jalen Hurts to score rushing touchdowns, minus 110. Now, obviously, Hurts scores almost every game, and that's why that number is uh, closer to pick him. But I do think if you're going to have Mahomes on two good wheels, plus 420 is a good price on mm-hmm. him to score a rushing touchdown. Is that for the – oh, for the rushing. I, yeah. I assume that's basically the same as any time price yeah. right now. Oh, yeah. What do you think about that price of plus? No, I, I don't. I don't necessarily disagree yeah. with it. Uh, I think you know when you get to the goal line, there is a possibility of happening. I actually used kind of a flyer, you know, like a quarter half unit on it on Jody Fortson, who is like the third string tight end for Kansas City, but most of his passes are in the red zone. So you might have something where it's like, okay, everybody thinks it's going to Kelsey, Kelsey, and I think Kelsey's going to score a touchdown. So I still like that on the anytime, but. You're going to get somebody non-conventional score a touchdown in this game. It could be Mahomes, could be like a Fortson for Kansas City. Yeah, the most popular prop, I've heard a lot of bookmakers say it this week, is Travis Kelsey to score a touchdown. Mm-hmm. And Kelsey over his receiving yards, over, cal- over catches. I did not play that. Yeah, they've all been moving too. I thought this was interesting. Will the Chiefs convert a fourth down attempt? Yes, minus 130. You know the same prop on the Eagles is minus 330? And obviously the Eagles led the NFL – and fourth down attempts, they were 22 for 32. And the Eagles, uh, the Chiefs have about one-third as many attempts. But, Wes, I think if the Chiefs are making a comeback in this game, and also if you have the inferior defense, you got to take more chances. Right. And I think the, the Andy Reid and the Chiefs are going to take more chances in this game. Yeah, I, I wouldn't necessarily disagree with that uh, because Philadelphia, everybody, you know, because Sirianni, this is his first time there, so everybody thinks, okay, Reid's the experienced guy. 
You know, right. he's going to be a little bit more conventional or in this spot, but I don't know if he can be. No, I think he's going to have to take chances because Sirianni will, and uh, Reed's got to be ready. All right, players to attempt to pass over two and a half plus one fifty. Uh, I usually play that every year. Yeah, I like that. Jalen Hurts to score a rushing touchdown minus one ten. How about Harrison Butker over one and a half made field goals at minus one ten? You got perfect kicking conditions in Arizona. I do think that Philadelphia defense tighten up in the red zone. We're going to see Butker, who's a good kicker, go out there two or three times to attempt field goals. And um, I like that. First score of the game, field goal plus 160. We talked about that four times in the history of the Super Bowl, the opening drive has been a touchdown. That's it. I like this price on the first score being a field goal plus 160. Chris Jones to record a sack, no, minus 105. As much as a pass rushing force as he is, Wes, the first two sacks of his playoff career came last week against the Bengals and that bad offensive line. Right, and and look, uh, you know, a lot of people play in the Philly sack props too with 70 sacks on the season. Keep in mind, Chiefs third best in the league only gave up 26 sacks this year. So that's why you're seeing that sack prop. I think it was total five and a half. That's juicy to the under pretty much everywhere. It's a, it, an elite Eagles offensive line too. They're going to double Chris Jones. They're going to make somebody else get to the quarterback. I played total rushing yards uh, for the Eagles over 135 and a half. It's, it's up to around 144 now. I'd still play it over. I think the Eagles are going to have to exert their dominance on the offensive line and run the ball to win this game. Yeah, no question about it. And the last play of the game, the quarterback, Neal? No. Plus mm-hmm. 180. Mm-hmm. Plus you bring up the quarterback, Neil. By the way, keep in mind, those do count as rushing attempts. But at the end, as we found out with Mahomes a couple years ago, lose yards. So don't think that just because you cleared the yards marks that you're clear until the clock strikes zero. And you bet a lot of props, Wes. You want to bet a decent number of plus price props. You don't want to be laying a price on mm-hmm. everything. All right, good luck on the Super Bowl, Wes. And uh, tune in to hear Wes's top prop plays. Paul Stone next on College Hoops. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. (laughs) I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All my friends love it. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. 
John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game winner I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to do That's my, my dance, <laughs> Does sleeping hot keep you up at night? Meet the Lisa Chill Collection. These cooling mattresses work like magic with a cool-to-the-touch cover, zoned springs, and comfy foam layers. Say goodbye to restless nights and wake up refreshed. Lisa's Chill Mattresses beat the heat with ultra-cool covers that whisk away heat, so you always sleep just right. These hybrids blend up to 1,032 breathable springs and plush foams for the ultimate cooling and comfort. And the Chill Collection doesn't just feel great, it looks great too. With thoughtful design and pillowy quilt tops. No matter your budget, Lisa has a Chill Mattress for you. For a limited time, save up to $460 on Chill Mattresses and get two free pillows iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com forward slash iHeart. With Lisa, your purchase has purpose. Every year, Lisa donates thousands of mattresses to those in need. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. This is Saturday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. All right, before you bet on the big game, check out VSIN's Big Game Betting Guide today. The Big Game Betting Guide has favorite prop bets, picks, best bets from VSIN hosts and guests. Find out how Brent Musburger is betting the game to get the guide and all that VSIN has to offer. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber with an introductory offer of only $9.99. Today at vcin.com slash subscribe. All right, we got Paul Stone on the horn, and uh, we're going to talk college hoops with uh, Paul. He's known more as a college football handicapping specialist, but definitely into college hoops as well. And, uh, Paul, welcome back to the show. I know you want to heat up here in the contest, the Circuit College Hoops Challenge. Not off to the type of start that you want at 5 and 10 through the first uh, three weeks. You did take a bad beat last week on the uh, – Gonzaga St. Mary's total, you had it under, and it was under until it went to overtime. Yeah, I tell you, Matt, those are the, you know, when you when you bet uh, games under, uh, especially in college basketball, you know that uh, overtime is where unders go to die, and that's what happened in that game. You know, uh, St. Mary's had a, a pretty considerable lead, and uh, the game was a, a dead under, and uh, Gonzaga comes back and forces overtime, and uh, – Another loss there, but there's still a few weeks to go, so hopefully uh, I can uh, can get on a, a good run here before I run out of time and uh, don't have a chance any longer. Well, the good news is we have six rounds left in this contest, five weeks and six rounds left. The final two rounds are going to be the first two of the uh, NCAA tournament in the middle of March. Paul Stone with us, host of the Paul Stone Sports Podcast, at Paul Stone Sports on Twitter. All right, let's get to it. Uh, Wes Reynolds and I talked about this game, and uh, I'm on it as well. 
Oklahoma plus three and a half against Kansas. Why do you like the Sooners as home dogs? I mean, you know, first of all, to demonstrate the depth and toughness of the Big 12 this season, Oklahoma comes into this game having lost six straight conference games, but sandwiched right in the middle of those six losses, a 24-point beatdown of Alabama, which was ranked number two uh, in the nation at that time just two weeks ago. You look at this Kansas team, they've dropped its last three conference road games. The first meeting between these teams uh, at Allen Fieldhouse, Oklahoma actually led that game by 10 points with about five and a half minutes to go. Mm-hmm. Kansas goes on an 18-4 run there at the end, wins by four. I just think, uh, you know, Kansas not that great on the road. Oklahoma desperately needs a uh, a victory here. I think they play the Jayhawks uh, close here. I took the three and a half with Oklahoma. Paul, this is the type of win the Sooners need to uh, try to get onto the right side of the bubble on Selection Sunday. Right now, the Big 12, the strongest conference in the nation in college basketball. I think Texas Tech is the only team that's um, out of it in terms of uh, the tournament picture at this point. How many Big 12 teams do you think are going to get in the 68-team field? Yeah, it just depends on you know how bad those records are at the, the bottom of the field. I think right now Oklahoma's two and eight, I believe. So you know you're going to have to be at least fairly close to uh, maybe not real close to 500. But I think in an 18 game schedule, you know you got to obviously win. I think at least seven games. So I, I would look for uh, you know seven of the ten teams. I think are going to make it, and I think there's a possibility of eight. All right, let's talk ACC. It's a uh historically bad year for the Atlantic Coast Conference. Clemson right now on top of the lead uh, league in a three-way tie with Virginia and Pitt at 10 and 3. Uh the Tigers 18 and 6 but they've uh they've lost two in a row and um catching a North Carolina team here that's lost three in a row. Losses to Pitt, Duke and Wake trailed by 22 at halftime to Wake uh the other night. Paul, I'm with you on this one. I took 8 with Clemson. Why do you like the Tigers? You know, Matt, from my perspective, this really is more of a play against North Carolina Mm -hmm. uh, than it is a play on Clemson. The Tar Heels, as you mentioned, they lost three in a row. Uh, They're only three and nine against the spread since December 21st. Clemson's already won road games at Virginia Tech and Pitt uh, in the conference. Although Clemson right now, outside the top 50 by 12 spots, according to Jeff Sagarin, the Tar Heels against top 50 opponents, which Clemson is close, Tar Heels only three and seven against those types of teams. Clemson's getting healthier. Uh, I'll take the generous points here as well with Clemson. Yeah, Wes Reynolds and I alluded to it. There is some drama going on with the Tar Heels right now. You've got uh, problems in the locker room between two guys in the backcourt, Caleb Love and uh, R.J. Davis. A lot of rumors about what's going on between those two guys, problems. And uh, that's shown up on the floor here recently. I thought – uh, Carolina looked as bad as I've ever seen that team look in that first half at Wake the other night, and Caleb Love was just throwing up reckless shots. He was terrible. And uh, North Carolina was lucky to come back and make the final score look respectable. But that game was an embarrassment. And I'm with you, Paul. It was also a, a fade uh, Tar Heels play for me as well. So you're on Oklahoma plus three and a half, Clemson plus eight. This is not a play I have. Drexel plus two. Why are you taking the two points here? You know, admittedly, Drexel has been choppy. You know, obviously they've been a little bit up and down, and that's why they uh, enter this game with a 14-11 record. But the Dragons, they've won seven in a row at home, so they've really been good there in Philly. That includes a two-point win 
uh, on February 2nd over Colonial Athletic Association co-leader Charleston. Drexel's covered all four games also this year in conference. When cast as an underdog, they've won three of those games outright. I'm going to take the Dragons and a bucket uh, over Towson tomorrow. All right, that's 650 on the rotation. And in this contest, we use Circus Sports and DraftKings lines. And right now at DraftKings, Drexel is plus three. At Circa, it's two and a half. So Paul on Drexel plus the points. All right, you and I are opposite on this game. I'm playing Oregon as a home dog. Uh, I, I got two and a half at DraftKings. It's circa the numbers two. You're laying UCLA uh, minus two here. Yeah, I just think UCLA is the better team. Uh, you know, these teams met at uh, Poly Pavilion uh, back in early December. UCLA trailed by six at the half, came back to win that first meeting 65 to 56. You obviously on that Bruin team still have some holdovers uh, from the Final Four team of a couple of years ago. Uh, including Jaime uh, Jaquez and Tiger Campbell. Oregon's only 3-5 and five against top 50 teams uh, this season. I think UCLA goes into Eugene and wins that game by more than two tomorrow. Bruins ranked number seven in the country right now and uh, definitely been a better team from start to finish this season, no doubt about that. I wonder, Paul, if Dana Altman, who tends to get his teams to play the best uh, late in the season, his teams start to peak in February and March, if Oregon's playing its best basketball uh, right now. I could be wrong, but I watched the USC game a couple of nights ago, and the Ducks blew out the Trojans 78-60. to We'll see if they can put together back-to-back performances against the Bruins. Paul's on UCLA minus two. That's the current number at Circa. That's 799 on the rotation. Paul, you had a best bet a couple weeks ago on uh, Cal Baptist. I think you were laying six in that game, and uh, the Lancers won by 29. You're going to go under the radar for your best bet again, it's Tarleton State, Utah Tech, number 798 on the rotation. Utah Tech minus two. Why is that your best bet? Well, I tell you, I still hadn't got over the uh, the result of the first meeting between these teams. If you remember, uh, I guess it's been about a week and a half ago, two weeks ago, Tarleton at home against Utah State, against Utah Tech, rather, they led that game 22 points, 50 to 28 at the half. Utah Tech starts chipping away. They still trail by nine with less than 40 seconds remaining. I had laid three in this game with Tarleton State. Utah Tech uh, ultimately hits a meaningless, uh, so-called meaningless three-pointer at the buzzer. They lose by two. That was a tough beat. And I guess I'm just trying to trying to make amends for that one, I guess. But in all seriousness, you know, Tarleton, they're not the same team. They're a pretty good team in Stephenville, Texas at home. They're not the same team away from home. They're only 1-10 this year uh, away from the friendly confines. I actually made this line Utah Tech minus 4. So I'm really looking at the numbers here. I think two's a little bit light. I'll take Utah Tech minus 2 over Tarleton State uh, in the Western Athletic Conference. All right, I think that's the uh, ESPN game of the week tomorrow night. That's probably going to be the most heavily bet game on the board, don't you think, Paul? Well, the one thing uh, I'll say about this, not too many people even know who Utah Tech is. This used to be Dixie State, by the way. And Dixie State changed its name to Utah Tech. It was the Dixie State Rebels. Now it's the Utah Tech Trailblazers. So Paul's playing the Trailblazers minus two over the Tarleton Texans. 
for his uh, best bet. Paul, what was one game that just missed your list? Because I had a list of 10. I had to whittle down to five. Is there something you left off there you had to cut at the last minute? Yeah, I'm trying to think. Uh, uh, you know, I looked at uh, – I thought about taking Texas over West Virginia, but I've just been uh, – I've been missing on the Longhorn games. So whether I play them or – or fade them, you know. I just I miss them so much. I kind of got a little bit, uh, a little bit wobbly, so I skipped that one. But that one was fairly close. Well, uh, you and I had a loser last week. We were both on K State against Texas, and K State blew an 11-point halftime lead in that one and got us in the second half. All right, Paul Stone. Uh, good luck this weekend, Paul. Thanks for the time tonight. Hey, thanks for having me, Matt. Good luck. All right, we're going to come back with Danielle Alvari. Stay tuned. This is Saturday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on VSIN, the sports betting network. All right, if you have questions about betting on the Super Bowl, submit those questions to the VSIN help desk. If you're wondering how to hedge, maybe you're looking for an unusual prop or insights from one of our hosts, the VSIN Big Game Help Desk is here for you. Again, send your questions and submit them at vsin.com slash helpdesk. It could be answered by one of our experts on air on or on vcin.com. All right, Danielle Alvari of vcin joins me now. She's up in Spokane, Washington tonight, tonight for a big event on a Saturday, a women's basketball event. Danielle, uh, how are you doing tonight? I'm very good. I'm really getting into the college basketball swing of things, and unfortunately it's Super Bowl weekend. <laughs> yeah, that's okay because uh, – you and I are uh, big into college basketball, as is everybody else here in the Circuit College Hoops Challenge, uh, like it or mm-hmm. not. And uh, last week, we didn't like it so much when we took a, a beat in Gonzaga. You and I both took the four with the Zags. They led the entire way and then uh, lost by eight in overtime. That was tough. So we got to bounce back. No bad beats this week. Let's break down your five plays, five and ten in the contest at this point. And uh, – your list looks so promising this week. Let's start out with uh, West Virginia plus seven at Texas. And the Mountaineers are trying to make a push to get in the NCAA tournament. Had a couple big wins lately. Why are you taking this seven with Bob Huggins here? Well, it, it was really tough because when I looked at this matchup, obviously West Virginia, we know, lost their first five games. But most recently seemed to be on the upswing. They've won four of their last six, including those back-to-back wins at home against Oklahoma and Iowa State. Honestly, any team that can beat Iowa State right now, I'm very impressed with uh, because that is a real tough team that loves to muck things up for people. Uh, Texas, on the other hand, beat West Virginia on the road last time. They've played really well at home. They only have one home loss. And unfortunately, when I look at the matchup, it doesn't favor West Virginia. I know this sounds like why are you taking points to West Virginia, but they're able to hang in these games at least. I trust this defense enough to slow Texas down a bit. Uh, it's just tough because they do allow the most shots really from mid-range and really under the rim, which is Texas is not a three-point shooting team. They shoot at the rim and they shoot mid-range, so that really works against them here. Um, and they also rebound really well. But last time they played, West Virginia was like, points per possession Uh, and West Virginia also only run two one two road games this season I think that that's going to start to shift like I said they've won four of their last six they're 17th in adjusted offensive efficiency and again I think you're catching them on an upswing here so I think this is a touch too many points for them and I think they can hang in here with this seven yeah that was a a fortunate cover for the Mountaineers against Iowa State a couple nights ago if you watch the end Mm -hmm. of that game it was uh, one that Iowa State had a great shot to win and ended up not covering catching uh, three and a half I do agree with you. I think the Mountaineers are starting to play a lot better. And uh, their last 
trip to Texas, at least to Lubbock, was successful when they blew out Texas Tech. Mm-hmm. So your first play here, West Virginia plus seven against Texas at 613-14 on the rotation. Circa at plus seven, DraftKings at six and a half on this game. Okay, Alabama-Auburn, this is going to be a wild <laughs> one tomorrow. And um, we've got two plays in this contest. And uh, you have one of them. They're both over the total. Alabama-Auburn over 152-and-a-half, Danielle. Oh, who is the other person on it? Jim That'll Root. Jim oh, Root, okay. who is uh, the co-leader in the contest, who plays a lot of totals, uh, he is also on the over. Oh, that's wonderful to hear. That's exactly what I wanted to hear was that I was on the same side as Jim Root. He's been doing great in this contest. Uh, I just think this is Alabama-Auburn game is going to be uh, all gas, no breaks, really. I honestly wanted to look at Alabama minus two and a half here. Um, I don't know if I fully trust them there. Obviously, it'd be a little bit better around like one and a half. But I do think that we're going to see this go well over 152 in terms of these offenses. I can see this creep up towards 160 at this point. So I know a lot of people are on the Alabama train right here. But I think the way to look is the over. Yeah, we've actually got more contestants here tonight on Auburn as a two-point home dog. Mm-hmm. And I think the public probably be on Bama. But mm-hmm. the uh, contestants here are on the home dog Auburn and the over 152 and a half, which uh, that's Jim Root's best bet, Danielle. So it was uh, almost my best bet. It was almost your best bet as well. Okay, let's move on to uh, a couple of Big 12 games. You're heavy on the Big 12 this week. I thought you were a Pac 12 handicapper, <laughs> but uh, you played West Virginia. I tried Virgin- that last week. It didn't go well. <laughs> West Virginia plus seven. Now you're on Baylor plus one at TCU. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Baylor's kind of been on a tear. They've won eight of their last nine games, just had that big win over Oklahoma, 82 to 72. And then meanwhile, bigger issue with two big issues for me with TCU. Number one, not fully healthy. They're one and two without their star point guard, Mike Miles Jr. TCU did win this matchup in Waco for the first time they played this season, but Mike Miles Jr. scored 33 points. So his absence is definitely going to continue to be felt here. Like Mm -hmm. I said, one and two without him so far. So just kind of banged up for TCU. And then Baylor on the other side, a really aggressive team that seems to be, again, moving in the right direction, a really solid three-point shooting team. They don't defend the interior well, and that's kind of what TCU attacked last time. But again, with no Mike Miles Jr., that makes me nervous and also biggest second issue with TCU the turnovers they're so impossible to bet on when they turn over the ball as much as they do so I'm going to look to Baylor to get this done Uh, Baylor a short price here on the road Mm -hmm. in Fort Worth Uh, the Bears minus one Uh, that does look tempting all right let's move with this one does too and this was on my uh, short list didn't make my final five but Kansas State as a pick him Kansas State as a pick him at Texas Tech this just doesn't look right Danielle I know, and I've really been writing this Kansas State rhythm for quite a bit here. There was one kind of misstep on a recent game that I bet with them. I think it, it might have been two weeks ago, but Kansas State has really been coming through with the covers lately. Uh, and then if you look at this, obviously just beat TCU pretty thoroughly, um, beat Texas Tech at home by 10. And since then, if we look at what's happened, I mean, the Red Raiders are now, what, 1-10 in 10 in Big 12 play? Now mm-hmm. that's... Nothing to snuff at because, to be fair, a lot of depth and quality teams in the Big 12. But nevertheless, 1-10, in 10, not so good. And meanwhile, Kansas State, a game behind Texas who leads the league. So uh, one positive thing I can say about Texas Tech here, obviously they're going to be at home. They've covered three of their last four. If you look at their ATS record, you think, oh, they've covered, I think, 8-16. and 16. Uh, But they've been on the upswing lately with those three of the last four being covered. A huge comeback over Iowa State that we shouldn't forget. But just overall, Texas Tech lacking some depth for me. Kansas State's going to want to play up-tempo. That's going to be hard to keep up with without the depth. And their defense is very quality as well. So I'll take them as a short road favorite here. 
Okay, your best bet. Let's get to it. Utah State, <laughs> San Jose State. You like totals. You played some in this contest. You're playing Utah State, San Jose, over 141 and a half. Why is that your best bet? I think that this is, again, similar to that Alabama-Auburn I was saying, all gas, no breaks. I think this is two offenses that can play, but not really solid defenses, especially Utah State. Now, Utah State against San Diego State, another pretty solid defense, actually performed very well and was able to limit their points a lot. But it's almost like they played down or up to their opponent. And for that reason, San Jose State's defense, not anything to write home about. And I think that Utah State... Defense has just been so inconsistent. I can't back them here. Uh, San Jose State just lost to Fresno State, but they kind of get that extra day of rest since they played so close to home versus Fresno. So I think that also benefits this over. Uh, only 132 points scored in that Fresno State game for San Jose State, but Fresno State's defense is much better than their offense, and their offense is abysmal, really. San Jose State against good defenses like San Diego State or against teams that struggle to score like Fresno State, that's where you're going to see unders. I don't see that as the case here. These are two pretty good offenses, and the last time they played was January 21st recently. Utah State won 75-74 to at home, but San Jose State was up most of this game. They shot very well, so maybe you see that cool off in some regression, but I'm hoping it doesn't. Uh, both teams shot the ball well in that game, even from three. Utah State was over 60% from two in that game. They love to run, get out in transition, so I think this will be a fast-paced game. And maybe it's the second time they're playing. Maybe we see a little bit regression on the scoring. Uh, but I think that the Aggies are going to speed this up, and San Jose State's going to try to keep pace. All right. You did a lot of research on that game, I can tell. Danielle <laughs> Alvari, uh, okay, here are her five plays. West Virginia plus seven, Alabama-Auburn over 152.5. Baylor minus one, Kansas State pick, and the best bet, Utah State, San Jose over 141 and a half. Uh, you did not play UCLA at Oregon. Let's wrap it up here. We yeah. got about a minute and a half to talk about this one because the Bruins are two-point favorites at Oregon. That's the circuit line. DraftKings is two and a half, total of 133 and a half. Why did you not play UCLA, Oregon? You're a UCLA girl. I tried to take a hook a page out of Greg Peterson's book and make a line ahead of time. And I told myself I would take the points with Oregon if I was getting something around three and a half. And that's obviously not what it opened up at two and a half. And it's interesting because I love, this was my favorite bet really between a UCLA game this whole season so far was when Oregon came to Poly Pavilion this year mm -hmm. because Oregon was getting 10 points. And a, this game has never been decided by that much between these two teams. And part of that is a huge credit, obviously, to Oregon's coach. Um, that's just, to me, just a huge advantage for them overall, no matter who's on the court for them. So I think these end up being really close games. Oregon just gave USC a really hard time. I think this could be a close game, but two and a half is too small for me, for, even for this home team. They gave USC a hard time. That's an understatement. The Ducks beat down <laughs> the Trojans 78-60 to 60 two nights ago, Danielle. 78-60. Yeah. to 60. That was an impressive win. You wonder if yeah. the Ducks are starting to play their best basketball. Because, uh, At they, the right time. Yeah, the Ducks were really disappointing for the first couple months of the season. That's a big game tomorrow night in Eugene, UCLA, and Oregon. Danielle, uh, appreciate the time tonight. Good luck this weekend. Thanks, Matt. I appreciate it. All right. Follow her on Twitter at Danielle Albari. She handi handicaps all sorts of stuff, including uh, WNBA, women's college basketball, and more. When we come back, I'm going to have my best bets for college hoops. Stay tuned. Back here in a couple minutes.
Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? My first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my dance, <laughs> Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. This is Saturday Bet Prep with Matt Humans on VSIN, the sports betting network.
Football fans, betters, the championship game is set. Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is a place to be. Win big with tons of specials on Super Bowl Sunday, like the same game parlay bet and get, live bet and get, and football squares game. You can win up to $10,000 in bonus money instantly by playing the exclusive Bet Rivers Squares. Place $10 or more in qualifying bets, and you get a square on the house. If the numbers on the square match the final score, you win. Restrictions on qualifying wagers, eligible bonus and credit use, full terms and conditions available at BetRiversSquares.com. And if you want to check out all the props for the Super Bowl at BetRivers Sportsbook, go to BetRivers.com and click on the state you live in to get the full menu of uh, BetRivers Super Bowl props. All right, back to the big show, the Circuit College Hoops Challenge. Again, we have uh, 10 handicappers, five top plays on the Saturday card. And I'll run down all 50 plays in the final hour of the show. I'm going to talk about my best bets here, and I'm going to start with a uh, team that has uh, tormented me the past uh, couple weeks. I thought was going to be much better in Big Ten play, and it's been a big disappointment. Penn State and uh, the Nittany Lions right now, 5-8 and eight in the Big Ten, 14-10 and 10 on the season. Not out of the NCAA tournament picture yet, but need to pick up a couple of big wins somewhere. And uh, starting at Maryland on Saturday morning would be uh, a step in the right direction. Penn State has lost three in a row, four of five, off a really bad loss to Wisconsin. The Badgers recently went through a stretch where they were 0-10 against the spread. They bounced back and started to play a lot better, and I think Penn State just happened to catch Wisconsin, which is now fully healthy, at the wrong time. The Badgers... Got hot from three. They shot 11 for 24 from three. And they beat Penn State on the road 79-74 in overtime a couple of nights ago. Jalen Pickett's still one of the uh, most dynamic scorers in the Big Ten. 17.3 points a game. You've also got Seth Lundy and Andrew Funk averaging uh, 14 and 12, respectively. Both shoot better than 40% from three. I thought Micah Shrewsbury was going to be uh, a coach to watch. He's going to really have the Nittany Lions on the rise in the Big Ten this season. Uh, It appears I was wrong about that, but I'm not giving up on this uh, team altogether. And I think Penn State, off this uh, recent tailspin, is going to show up and play the Terps and play them tough tomorrow. I took Penn State plus nine. And again, in this contest, we're using – the lines at Circus Sports and DraftKings, and both books were a little bit slow to put up the numbers, the college hoops openers today. Uh, but Penn State plus nine is uh, out there right now, and that's an early start on Saturday. Also playing Oklahoma plus three and a half, and uh, a game I played in this contest uh, three weeks ago, January 28th, was uh, Oklahoma as a home dog to Alabama. I certainly did not expect the Sooners to win that game by 24. Uh, but they won 93 to 80, uh, 93 to 69. Blew out Bama. That's Oklahoma's only win in the last seven games. Sooners have lost uh, three in a row. They've dropped six of seven. But look at the close losses that Oklahoma's had this season. At home, lost to Texas by one, to Baylor by two, Iowa State by three, lost at Kansas by four on January 10th. And that was a game where the, the Sooners led by 10 late, had a, uh, a complete collapse and meltdown in the final uh, five minutes and lost to the Jayhawks by four. I think the Sooners are going to be live dogs here tomorrow morning against a uh, 
a Kansas team that's uh, been able to skate by in a lot of close games. Now, Porter Moser, I still think, was a really good hire at Oklahoma, even though he's struggling this season, 12-12, and 2-9 in the Big 12. But this is the toughest conference in the country. And if Oklahoma can win some games here down the stretch, it still has a shot to make the tournament field. Grant Shurfield, I thought, was going to be one of the best scorers in the Big 12. He transferred from Nevada. He has not been a disappointment. He scored 30 in that blowout of Alabama uh, a couple of weeks ago. And uh, he's averaging 16.8 on the season, shooting 43 percent from three. Sherfield and the Sooners, three and a half point home dogs against uh, Kansas. I'll take the home dog here. All right, let's go to the ACC. Uh, Clemson plus eight. Talked about this game with Paul Stone uh, to tip off this hour. A three-way tie atop the ACC between uh, with Clemson, Virginia, and Pitt all at 10 and three. But the Tigers have lost two in a row. Well, Carolina's lost three in a row to Pitt, Duke, and Wake, and I watched uh, North Carolina in the loss at Wake Forest this week, and the Tar Heels trailed that game 47-25 to at the half. Played with absolutely no energy on the defensive end. Uh, threw up all sorts of reckless shots on the offensive end, led by Caleb Love, who uh, just misfired one after another. Carolina came out and scored 60 points in the second half to make the score look more respectable. But that was an embarrassment uh, for the Tar Heels. And I, I do think that, I'm not going to get into the details, but there are rumors of uh, some big problems between two backcourt starters and guys who were stars on that North Carolina team that reached the title game and blew the 15-point lead to Kansas. Caleb Webb and R.J. Davis. And um, the stories are out there. You can Google search it if you want to look at it. But it uh, looks like there's big problems in the locker room between these two guys. And if there's dysfunction in the uh, North Carolina locker room, it's showing up on the court right now. And I'm not even sure the Tar Heels are going to be a tournament team. They're 15-9, and 7-6. and six. Now You talk about the most disappointing teams in college basketball right now, North Carolina is at the top of the list. From number one in the preseason to the number one most disappointing team as we uh, sit here in the middle of February. This is the time last year when uh, Hubert Davis got the Tar Heels to make an inspiring run, and uh, really a, a big comeback to salvage their season. I'm not sure it's going to happen this time. And I like Brad Brownell and the coaching job he's doing with this Clemson team that's tougher, playing harder. I'm going to take Clemson plus eight at Carolina. All right, third play. Uh, let's go to the next one. Uh, how about Cal State Fullerton plus five at Hawaii? Kind of an under-the-radar game, the last game on the rotation. The scroll to the bottom if you want to find this one. Fullerton. In the Big West, uh, kind of an under-the-radar team right now, 13-12, and 7-6 and six in the middle of the pack in a conference not many people care about. But if you remember, Fullerton won this conference tournament a year ago. And Fullerton actually uh, was the first-round opponent for Duke in the NCAA tournament and uh, fell to Coach K in his last tournament run by 17. Uh, but this Fullerton team is still pretty good. And in fact, in 2023... Uh, we're going back here six weeks. Cal State Fullerton has not lost a game by more than five points. Uh, every game has been tight to the wire. On January 7th, Fullerton beat Hawaii 79-72 in overtime. Jalen Harris scored 24 points in that game. Uh, Harris and Latrell right so make a pretty dangerous backcourt. Uh, last night, I followed the Hawaii game against UC San Diego, and uh, the Rainbow Warriors trailed by six early in the second half. 
and needed a big comeback to beat a, a pretty bad UC San Diego team, 69-63. to I don't think Hawaii's playing its best basketball right now. And Fullerton, like I said, has been every in every game or winning every game here for the past six weeks. So let's go Fullerton plus five, the last game on the board on uh, Saturday night at Hawaii. And uh, my best bet, Oregon plus two and a half against UCLA. And I don't like this one a lot better. Like last week, I loved Indiana as my best bet, and that was uh, my biggest bet of the season. This is not uh, one that I, I like a lot more than the other four plays I have on here, but I do like Oregon a little bit better to make it a best bet because I think the Ducks, who are one of the most disappointing teams in the country, if you if you compile the list in late December, again, starting to turn things around. This is what Dana Altman does. His teams start to peak in February and March, and for some reason, and I couldn't figure out why, Oregon was a train wreck uh, for most of the first two months of the season. There's way too much talent on this team, way too much size for Oregon to be this bad. Right now, the Ducks are 9-5. and five. They're off that 78-60 to 60, uh, beatdown of uh, USC on Thursday night. They won at Arizona State last Saturday. I, I've seen enough signs here to show me that Oregon's starting to play better basketball than I can take them in this spot. They shot 54, Ducks shot 54% against USC. And, uh, and Fale Dante, who's a, um, a 6'11", I'll call him a forward, because Oregon's got so much size on the front line. All these guys look like centers, but they basically can run the floor and, and play like forwards. And Fale Dante had 17 points against USC. You got Biddle and Ware, who were both seven-footers, and Dante, who's 6'11". I think this Oregon team should be much better than the results have shown up to this point. And Dana Altman might be getting the Ducks to start to peak. So I'm going to take a shot here, play uh, Oregon as a two-and-a-half-point home dog to UCLA, and hopefully that uh, performance against USC a couple of nights ago was not a mirage. We're going to see Oregon start to fulfill it's a preseason potential. I had high hopes for this team. It has not panned out, but we'll play Oregon uh, plus two and a half as a best bet. All right, the circuit, College Hoops Challenge, all 50 plays in the final hour. Stay tuned. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Introducing the Lisa Chill Collection, your answer to hot nights. These mattresses beat the heat with ultra-cool covers, whisking away heat for the perfect sleep temperature. Save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows when you shop now. iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com slash iHeart. 
Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. From football playoffs to basketball madness, TCL Roku TVs are the best way to stream your favorite live sports. With all the biggest sports channels, a sports zone with all available games in one place, and apps like iHeartRadio with sports podcasts such as The Herd with Colin Cowherd, cheering on your favorite team has never been easier. A big screen TCL Roku TV offers premium picture and sound quality, so you'll feel like you're right in the action. Find the perfect TCL Roku TV for you today at Amazon.com.